This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, Can we talk about the good stuff? The the offense? The, yeah, sure. The, the, so, Gino, the Gino? Yeah. So before we talk about Gino cooking uh, semi, semi good, uh, please do, if you're watching on YouTube, like the video and comment because that, that boosts us up. We've got, we've got loads of viewers right now, which is very exciting. Uh, and yeah, G- so Gino Smith, he was 32 of 44, as you can see on a lovely graphic produced by Ty, with two touchdowns, and his one interception came, you know, in a, in a situation where, uh, you, I mean, he did try his best to make a play. It's, it was fourth and forever. Um, they, they, you know, they dropped under everything. Like Lockett was kind of open. Gino could have made a slightly better throw, but realistically, you're not, you're not going to win there. If I break down some, a key decision was they were fourth and two at the Falcon seven yard line. Uh, it was 2020, a 2020 game. I think that's correct. And they had the opportunity to go for it. Um, I felt they should have gone for it because of how poorly the defense was playing. I, I was confident the, de- the offense could get back down there, but I, I just didn't think the defense would be good. Uh, Seth Wold of ESPN broke it down as the win, per- win percentage for going for it was 61.1%, but the win percentage if they decided to kick, which they did, was 58%. What was frustrating about that sequence was how they also took a timeout. Um, but it was, but you know, afterwards it's clear the players weren't right on the field. Not Gino, but the rest of the offense wasn't ready, so they didn't want to make a mistake. Like, I guess the 49ers where they they made a, a poor play um, uh, with that interception from the Wildcat. So anyway, really, you know, Gino's performance and his process was excellent. The fact he dropped back 44 times when they were running the ball so effectively, I think is evidence of that Pete Carroll will always, he's not a run-heavy coach. He just does what his players are best at, right? Like we've been saying this for ages. Griffin's gone back to USC data of how he used his quarterbacks then. Like he does what his quarterback's best at. Gino's really good into the intermediate areas mm-hmm. and being uh, accurate in the intermediate. So you can do more of that, right? Because there's, there's more on there and it's, le- it's less risky in theory. Like it's not, and you can only do, as Griffin's also said a lot, you can only do so many sideline go balls. Like, so if we're thinking about the old previous quarterback, whereas Gino, there's there's more options, especially in the drop back game. Um, hence right. why he's dropped back 44 times when, what was the, and they've been pass heavy every single game. But, uh, and I, I'd have liked Seattle to run more. I'm not going to lie. Like the, when the run was doing so well, but like, mm. let, let me just get the rushing figures up. Yeah, Penny was 14 for 66, 4.7 yards. DJ Dallas, 3 for 21, 7 yards per carry. Kenneth Walker, 3 for 19, 6.3 yards per carry. Travis Homer, 1 for 7, 7 yards per carry. So they were going off. Um, so yeah, G- Gino played well, Griff. Yeah, um, and it's weird that the... the um... <laughs> 
their issue for their prospects right now this year is not quarterback related. Um, you know, so Griff, like to your point, he's like honestly one of the most watchable things about this team right now. Yeah, yeah, he is, and it, it's crazy that he can. You know, he's converting a, a third and eight f a third and eight in tight coverage in this in you know is is a window that opens and shuts to Tyler Lockett after DK Metcalf drops. You know, perfectly placed ball at the scene. Granted, it was tipped, but it was rifled in there enough that it was a little wobbly, but you can still catch that. I know it makes it harder, and I think feel like the tip this wasn't the tip so much that it obscured the vision for DK, but that's the ball that still gets caught every every week in the NFL. So, mm-hmm. um, so I mean, yeah, I mean, Gino is executing the offense. He's giving them what they need. He underthrew the one fade ball, and that's a ball that he can throw. I mean, he's. I feel like he just babied that one a little too much. Like he over aimed it. Um, then when he threw that near interception deep down the middle, you know, like he was from a stationary position, that's the throw he's made. He can throw, he can throw the middle hole shot, but he needs to step into it. So it's like, he needs to find a way to hitch into that throw, I guess. Um, so, I mean, we, but we saw, we saw the, 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 um, the spectrum with him, this game, the limits mm-hmm. of the arm talent, but the arm talent that he does have the decision making yeah. the poise, he, he avoided some sacks that could have been sacks, but they also protected. So when he's protected and when his receivers are catching the ball, I mean, he's he's a high-quality operator, and within a certain range, he has, I think he has uh, well above average accuracy, and he's playing with timing and everything. It's like he's controlling all of it. So if, 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 they, if this team is a bottom-five team this year, I don't think it has to be because of him. So that's also an exciting part. So that means that if they're going to be even remotely competitive this year, which feels like a huge if right now, you know, uh, he'll he'll be doing his part. So, hmm. yeah, yeah so he's, the- he's been really good. It's just he's not good enough to mask the very glaring flaws that this team has. So he could still, you know, play like this for the next, you know, fourteen games that they have, and they could still you know, lose like 10 plus of those. He's so. not Patrick Mahomes. Like, yeah. Okay. Like, but he, 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 he made some big boy throws today though. I gotta tell you that, like that was very impressive from, from Gino, even some of the, you know, passes mm-hmm. that, that didn't end up going complete. Like, you know, the, the one that Griff mentioned, the, the tip by Rashawn Evans there. It's great throw trying to get that over, uh, over Evans. He just, you know, Evans made a you know decent enough play to get a uh, fingertip on it. Um, but DK should still grab that. The throw to the back of the end zone to DK that ended up being, you know, uh, uh, incomplete because DK couldn't get his feet in bounds. I mean, yeah, you know, it, it ends up being incomplete, but that's a great throw still, in my opinion. So, you know, just I, sometimes Gino, honestly, over the last three weeks, like some of these throws, like Gino's straight Delman, but. Um, and it's it's really fun to watch. It's also like I like that he's kind of you know taking some risks and you know like Griff said like he needs to step into like that one throw a little bit better. But when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> 
just again i don't yeah, i don't so, know like i you uh, know i'm seeing takes sorry i know i keep on interrupting you no no but no, like, no, keep, no i'm interrupting you <laughs> but i keep on seeing takes on, on twitter today you know or like like it's it's time to go to drew lock no what the hell like that's like you're pushing an antiquated narrative there um that is completely irrelevant that doesn't make any sense uh this was Drew would be a disaster on this team they'd, they'd yeah. like they'd get shut out straight up and like I'm not trying to be a Gino apologist here, but like this wasn't Gino's fault. Gino no, did I, enough I, today to to win this game. There's obviously probably going to be some stuff that shows up on tape that looks like you know that that's like all right, he could have made a better decision here or whatever. But like for the most part, when you complete you know almost eighty percent of your passes and you're able to drive the ball down the field and you're able to rack up you know three hundred and twenty plus yards of, of passing and you know your offense as a whole goes four hundred plus yards of passing, you you should be winning most of those games. Yeah. Um, and you know, we can talk about the issues of, you know, they only scored three points again in the second half. This unit is really, you know, whether it's on Gina or not, this unit is struggling to put up points, you know, and, and finish games off. But, you know, I think they only had three drives in the second half anyway. Right. So, yeah. So, so the, the Gino almost pick, right. Like he didn't step into mm-hmm. it. It was the right read. He just didn't step into it. And so he kind of missed a touchdown. That's bad almost pick on the stick route um, to DK where I feel like he just trusted DK too much. Like the defender leverage was kind of giving it and then the defenders played it well. So he kind of, he got two let offs, right? But then the second half, now the Seahawks kind of have a second half problem. Like they've only scored six points in the three second halves of the 2022 season, which is a small sample size. But the fact that that's been like in two close games and one game where they were behind chasing, that's like, to me, like I need to like go back and watch the tape, but like, to me, Waldron might have an issue there. Like, also mm. interestingly, like the Seahawks tight ends, right? In the first half against Denver, 98 yards, 17 points. In the second half, four yards, zero points. In San Francisco, they had uh, 11 yards all game. Um, <laughs> um, and then versus Atlanta, first half, 61 yards, 20 points. Second half, 23 yards, three points. So that the tight ends are important, and they sort of have dwindled out in the second half of games. Why that is, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I know on the last uh, drive, Gino, they came out in the, on the first play and tried to target two tight ends at the bottom of the screen in a 12 personnel formation where one of them was split out wide and Gino got sacked. So they, they and, were still trying to get it to them. Gino said in the post game press conference that he didn't get played any differently by Atlanta. They just made mistakes, right? Um, yeah. And, and, and like the. You know, the the final moment where it would be nice if Gino had done it, like that holding penalty where they would have been down at the eight and then they're in a really tough position, second and 20, is so tough on Gabe Jackson. Like, I don't know what a pancake's supposed to be. Like, when when number 70, the left tackle, false starts on like every single pure drop back. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't, get, it doesn't get called the whole game. They called it on a different left guard when it actually, like, I mean, to, to then call that a holding penalty in Jackson when... He just latches on and then knocks a the guy over. That was very ticky tacky uh, and and seemed harsh. Um, again, uh, and also, how is that him. on? How is that Gino's problem? Right? Like how? how oh is that... no, yeah, no, yeah. it's not Gino's. Po- so then, to that point, he gets him in third and eight, which is manageable-ish. I mean, it's not, mm. but it's more manageable than uh, forever. And on the third and eight, uh, Grady Jarrett is Grady Jarrett. He lines up and beats Austin Blythe across the face. Gino does not have time to do anything there. Like realistically, like Russell might be able to like a Russell Wilson type might be able to like duck down and somehow spin out of that. But a pocket quarterback like Gino, you're not doing anything against that. You have to protect better or you have to just avoid, as Gino said, 
You have to stay in manageable downs. You can't get in those sort of pure passing situations, not just with Gino, with any like drop back quarterback because defenses are too good. Like Grady Jarrett can then tee off against you and then you're in fourth and forever and that's not a winning formula. And as I said at the start, it would be nice for Gino's brand and just for the team if he could go and win a game, right? But yeah. I've, he did enough throughout the course of that game to win. Like, And really, the, their drive, their, the game, when it, what should have been the game when he drive stalled through things which were nothing to do with him. Absolutely nothing yeah, and, to do and, with him. And if not for the holding call, perhaps he does win this game, right? Because they're great, at the, I think they were at the, like, I think they were they, at like the eight yard line. It would have been the eight. And he got, yeah. Yeah. Like, so, you know, I just, and also, you know, I see people blaming Gino for the fourth and 18 interception. Are you serious? It's just, it's a desperate. He's just trying to make a play. Yeah. Yeah. He's just trying to make a play. It's a, a you know, this is just, I don't know. Uh, let's stop with the, the, with that narrative. That's ridiculous. Like, there's a lot of issues with this team. Gino isn't one of them right now. Um, yeah, and on that note, so like on the offensive note, and we talked about how Gino can play well and the protection is playing well. Falcons don't have a good pass rush. They have Grady Jarrett. They have Ebby Katie, who we like, but I don't know if he did much this game or he's been doing much. Um, the, 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 they protected well. The, 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 ta- the rookie tackles held up really well, and the interior held up really well. Some stuff ha- happened, I think, on the final drive or two. But, I mean, if that's the continuity that they can get out of them, hopefully that has, like, a positive snowball effect um, moving forward uh, going up against the Lions. So um, that's a good sign. Um, DK needs to catch the ball a little bit more than he is, and I think we'll be fine. So the offense can be fine, so long as they don't run into the 49ers again in particular. Mm 